0: Run, 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 run. All right, what up, everybody? This is Run the Pod with your hosts, Austin Smith and Jameson Draper. Um, Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the launch of Riding the Pine, the Riding the Pine Network. We're excited to be here. Um, this is sort of the brainchild of Jameson. Uh, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Jameson? Yeah, uh, I'm Jameson. Hi.
1: Uh, <laughs> I am uh, I write about Michigan State sports uh, for iSportsWeb, done some stuff for The Only Colors, uh, really into hip-hop. I got a, I got a Tumblr blog of uh, playlists of music and culture uh yeah so this whole podcast is kind of something i've wanted to do for a long time and I'm, I'm glad we're finally getting it off the ground
0: yeah so i'm i probably should have jumped in first i'm austin smith if you read theonlycolors.com, you've seen me on there with dom uh we run the site together and you know i spend way too much of my time on twitter and the whole, the whole way that this podcast started was uh jameson just tweeted out one day it was just like Who wants to do a podcast? I think I literally tweeted back, raise his hand. And he started going back and forth. Dom was saying how much he'd love to produce the show because, you know, the two of us have such a huge interest in, you know, not only sports, but hip hop culture, just kind of a little bit of everything. So I'm glad, like you said, Jameson, we're finally getting this off the ground. Um, We're coming to you little of this might be kind of dated by the time it gets out there. We're dropping this at the launch of the site, March 1. Um, but, yeah, let's get into it, man. Um, obviously, you can tell by the name of the pod that we're big hip-hop fans, Run the Pod. And, you know, Run the Jewels had a huge year last year in 2016, kind of owned it um, in a lot of ways. But, uh, Jameson, what was your favorite I guess we'll start, Like, what was your favorite project, favorite artists, who did you think, what was your favorite part of music in 2016?
1: Okay, well I'm, I'm a little biased just because of my fandom, but my favorite part of music in 2016 was definitely hearing uh, Frank Ocean drop for okay. the first time in four years. I was a huge Frank Ocean fan for a long time and I've been waiting for this forever. And I was expecting some grandiose, big, Explosion of a performance And he gave me something Totally different He gave us totally Like a stripped down uh, Showcase of his Like lyrical talent And I just really think That he brought a lot To music this year And it got a lot of I don't want to say Negative reviews But it got a a lot of people Said that it didn't really Live up to expectations But it's hard to really Live up to expectations When people are waiting Four years for an album So to put it In kind of perspective I think that was A really big part of 2016 And part of what made Music in 2016 so awesome
0: So that was definitely My favorite part I totally agree with you. I mean, I've got another one I'm going to throw out there, but not only to wait four years, but to come off of channel orange, which was like such an incredible album top to bottom and like such a, such a complete project that he brought so many different things to, I mean, to try to back that up and wait so long to do it. Like I thought you're completely right. Like he just kind of killed it. Like blonde was, was just dope. Um, I do see one of my favorite, my favorite of the year, my favorite album was Jeffrey. Okay. So I as young thug, Jeffrey, I'm sure you guys all know it, but I was never like a big young thug guy. Like I never really got into the barter, which I heard was incredible and have listened to it since. And it's just nuts. But, um, you know, Jeffrey was just so good. It was, he's so talented. Like what, what other artist? especially in like the hip hop space has like 57 different voices. Like every time you think he's like done, like everyone's kind of got their own flow, like your own style that you come to it with. But he's like, he, he's just got like seven different like things on every track. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Or am I just completely in left field here?
1: No, you're totally right. And like his melodies and his cadences are so unique and it and such, brings such a different, a different like, style to rap. I was watching some show the other day on Vice, and they said that they gave a perfect comparison. He's like, if he took Lil Wayne and made it into, into his own patois, like his own <laughs> style, like he's just so unique in his melodies and his cadences and his delivery and his flow and his voices he uses is just something that rap has never seen before. And I think that's the biggest part of his appeal.
0: Yeah, you're right, though. The Wayne comparison is pretty good. Like, I know it's going to date me a little bit, but, like, when Carter three came out and, what was it, Um, No Ceilings came out, like, during that generation of little Wayne, like, when he was just running the world, um, I was in college. I was at Michigan State still. And, like, I, I just remember specifically on No Ceilings, like, he had just a million different things going on. And they were all like, he had that, like kind of like that choppy Migos style thing. And then he also did like the sort of like a smoother flowier thing and just had like a bunch of different intonations and voices and just like, just was talking shit the whole time. That's what I think I love the most about Young Thug is He's just like, I'm good. I know I'm good. And all of these other dudes are on this like album because they want to be with the best. And it was, I just love that. Like there are a lot of parallels there. you're definitely right i just
1: love how that he's he's so unapologetically himself and a lot of okay. the times rap doesn't have that because there's a kind of an image that needs to go with rap but this man he put uh an album out this year wearing a dress yeah. and, it was one, and it was one of the most badass albums of the year and it's kind of hard to do that
0: yeah to like keep a like uh an image i mean his name is young thug like It implies being a badass, like being a gangster, and he comes out in a dress, and it doesn't matter. Like nobody cares. It just doesn't matter. Um, He still just does his thing.
1: I hate to draw the comparison (laughs) because I think it's a huge comparison, but he's. I think he has a potential that, when it's all said and done, to be like. I don't want. I again, I hate comparisons. I feel like each artist is themselves, especially people like Young Thug, they're so themselves. But he reminds me a lot of Prince to the hip hop industry.
0: I like that. So is he going to go by a symbol at some point? Is he just going to be <laughs> like, like the true religion symbol will just be his logo for the rest of his – for like a portion of his career?
1: I wouldn't pat, put it past him. <laughs> but he's so he's so like genre bending and kind of like gender androgynous. I don't know if I use yeah. the right word. No, that's right. Yeah, but he's just like kind of creating a whole new sect of – like Prince would wear your girl's clothes and then steal your girl. That's like the whole the whole Prince Aura. And Young Thug is kinda of taking that and making his own and rap and kind of just he's so unabashedly himself and I love it.
0: Yeah, no, he's the man. And I thought he did such a good job. I'm excited. I mean, I thought I read somewhere that he's coming out with at least one project. I'm sure he will this year, like at least one album. And like if he can come close to that. Like he's gonna jump right up I mean, he's already at the top of my personal chart. He's been incredible. I fell in love with him this past year. So I hope he's able to back it up. Um, And I just love that, Like there are so many talented like guys that come out of Atlanta specifically. And he still jumps out at me as like, like he's up there. He's owning that city. Like he's one of the best guys to come out of there. And that's, you're right at the top of like the hip hop royalty list. If you can claim that. For sure.
1: I mean, he gets respect from all the artists around really, he, especially in Atlanta, I mean, I know the story that he he's somebody that just, like, when there's certain artists that, like, the first time you hear them, they just catch you. And Young yeah. Thug, even if you don't like Young Thug, because it took me a while to like Young Thug. Same. And I think, I think it did for a lot of people, yeah. But even though even when the first time you hear him even if you don't like it, it it catches your attention it's something completely different and i think that's kind of what is his niche in the atlanta rap scene and because a lot of the atlanta rap scene is awesome but a lot of it is the same It has like the migos flow yeah or or the or the gucci main flow or something like that but young thug is involved with those guys affiliated with those guys but is absolutely nothing like those guys
0: Yeah, he does his own thing. And the first time I remember the first song of his where I and this might date me again, like being late to it. But I remember I heard uh, Old English It's him, what him, Freddie Gibbs and Ferg. And I just remember thinking, I'm not sure what he's doing, but I think I like it. And I think I'm going to give him another shot after this and like try to really catch on. So uh, it took me until this year for that album to really be like, "Okay, I get it. I'm in. But yeah, he dominated, man. He did a great job in 2016. So let's fast forward it a bit. Like 2017 has been, you know, we're only like, I guess if we're doing this in March, we're about two months in, um, who has caught your eye or kind of like set the tone? I mean, I think the answer is fairly obvious as to who set the tone, but anybody big jump out of you?
1: Um, well, I feel like the obvious answer is Migos here as they've just yeah. kind of taken 20, they've taken 2017 and just grabbed it by the neck and have just been completely blowing everybody out of the water. Dominic. But yeah, they've definitely been the biggest release. They have number one album. They're huge. This is, this might be Migos year, but I want to talk about one person in 2017 that I think is really going to have a big year that I don't know if you know about it. Uh, I don't know how much you pay attention to like Detroit rap. Do you know T Grizzly? I don't know. Hit me with it. He is this guy from Detroit. He actually went to Michigan State, so I think that is partly Great why. <laughs> partly why I like him. He was arrested in 2014 for stealing laptops out of Hubbard dorm. Oh, uh, yeah, and he obviously has had a troubled past he was arrested again uh, for i think some drug trafficking in kentucky or something i don't 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 quote me on Thanks. that but but i don't know but he went to prison and he got out and he made a song called first day out in about december you have to listen to it it's an incredible song he's a, he's actually super lyrically talented and it just it blew up i think it has over 2 million plays on soundcloud now wow. it's all it's all over the place uh, mike weber the running back for ohio state they asked him in an interview. He's from Detroit. Yeah, you, right. you probably. You probably that. Yeah, uh, they asked him in an interview before their bowl game what his hype music was, and he said it was T Grizzly first day out. This guy's just blowing up, and he's on wow. his Instagram. He's going around. He's been meeting YG. He met Kendrick Lamar. He's been in the studio with 21 Savage. He has been like all over the place, and I just feel like, especially Detroit, who doesn't have a ton of huge music icons might have a huge breakout star this year. So I feel like T Grizzly is setting the tone for 2017, at least in the underground scene. So that's kind of my dark horse for having a huge year.
0: Man, I love that. I love this. I've said it before because Detroit, as obviously we're both native Michiganders like Detroit, um, Detroit hasn't had like a superstar in much of anything. I mean, Eminem, obviously with M's a legend um and you know big sean's pretty big i know we were discussing big sean a little bit um but man to have a guy come out that's like gonna blow up and you sort of watch him grow and to be already in the studio with so many talented guys and like like if you hit your wagon to the right dudes if he were to pop that'd be really fun for the city of detroit um i'm into it i'm gonna have to check him out i feel like kind of kind of a, like an amateur here not knowing who this guy <laughs> is i'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I had to step my game up, um, but like, let's go back to Detroit for a second. I want to know. Okay, I think Big Sean's kind of a divisive character. I feel like he's he's like like if you compare it to an athlete, he's like a dude who you can't tell if he looks the part or if he's like or is he's, he's almost like a guy. He who reminds me of J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith, I love that. If he only took his shirt off and had tat- as good a tattoos as J.R. Smith, then, you know, I'd probably get all the way on board. But he just <laughs> has like he's he's kind of enigmatic, like his voice is awesome. Like he's got that silky smooth, like low delivery. Um, and sometimes he like he's pretty talented lyrically, but I don't know what it is about him, man. It, I guess it's maybe because it sounds to me like he's never really trying that hard. Like most of the time. Like he's got those crazy verses. Um, and he's like been on huge songs. He's had major hits, like on Click, like his verse on Click, which is a long time ago now, but like that was incredible. He's had a couple really successful albums since then. But why can I not get on board? You might know this. If you're on the other side of this, I wanna I wanna know. Like what uh, am I missing?
1: Big Sean is such a polarizing figure because I agree. I think he has The thing about hip hop is that hip hop has a lot of different elements. You know, it has there's delivery, there's flow, there's breath control, there's voice, there's lyricism, there's punchlines. There's so many elements that go into rap. And I think Big Sean has mastered some that are kind of like intangible that you can't really you can't really like put your finger on. Like, I think he has a great he has a great voice. You're right. He has an amazing voice. Uh, I think he's super charismatic for hip hop. He's, like, a super charismatic figure. He represents the city well. Not necessarily as, as far as his music goes, because I don't think his music is really Detroit-style at yeah, all. I agree with that. But but he, he represents the city as far as, like, what he does, what he brings to the table. And he is... Uh, his voice is great i said his delivery is like not the best and his flow is like not the best and i think that is what the people pay attention to the most so if it's hard to get over that it's hard to like him as a rapper and i think that while some songs he has great flow and delivery his excellence and his expertise lies elsewhere and i think technically he's great with that and i think that's probably why i mean i can't really tell you why you don't like him but I can tell, I can I can tell you that a lot of people don't. He's like, I said, I think he might be like the most underrated and the most overrated rapper at the same time because there are some Big Sean songs that are just so good and people hate yeah. so hard, but then there are some Big Sean songs that are so bad and people love them. So I can't really tell. I don't <laughs> know whether I love or hate this guy. I definitely have a a, a huge bias for him because he's from Detroit and I love same. Detroit. But. I think he's a really polarizing figure in rap. And then just to, to put on top of it, Kanye West believes he's like the greatest
0: rapper of all time. So, so yeah. like, how, well, whatever, how you- what you think of Kanye is what you think of. I mean, it depends. If you hate Kanye, the person, then you're probably going to put big Sean in the wrong category. But if you believe in him, the musician, which if you listen to his music, you should, that should give you the benefit of the doubt. All right. Maybe you talked me into it, man. Maybe I got to give big Sean another shot. I will tell you. I will say one thing. I saw him in, God, again, this is going to date me for the third time in a podcast, but um, 2009, I was at my senior year at Michigan State. I saw, it was at like the, like this small theater on campus. I can't honestly even remember the name of it because it wasn't like the auditorium, it wasn't the Breslin, but it was Kid Cudi came and that was like right after I think Man on the Moon came out or right after one of his big albums had dropped. So it was like a fairly large tour. And he brought out um like Chip the Ripper came out with him and Big Sean came out and just did and this was before he had anything, he just did his lemonade freestyle, like Gucci Man's lemonade, like and it was wild. In person, he has a Darko Milicic line in there, which just as a sports fan made me really happy and kind of sad at the same time, too, as a Pistons fan. But still, um, and he was awesome and he had stage presence. He had a huge like babe jacket on and just like owned it. And people didn't even really know who he was, but you would have thought that he was like a rock star. So the one time I saw him on stage a long time ago now, he, he definitely had the stage presence. I haven't seen him live since, but, um. I, I mean, listen. If he's if he's all for Detroit and he's representing the city well, I'm I'm all about it. We need more people like that. So, T Grizzly, Big Sean, keep an eye out.
1: And uh, if you got if anybody's listening to this, and then in 2014 they got their laptop stolen in Hubbard <laughs> Hall, uh, T Grizzly put on his Instagram that he'll reimburse you. So I would hit
0: that oh, up. Definitely check that out. What's his handle? You got to you got to look him up.
1: Oh man, I definitely got to look him up on Instagram.
0: <laughs> Well, we gotta we'll we'll report back at the end here. But um, all right, I want to get to my real quick, most anticipated, really just the guy who I want to see more from. Now he just released a single recently, and I was into it. Um, and he had a song with GTA last year, I think it was. Um, but Vince Staples, like I bought into Vince Staples two out al- whatever it was two albums ago. Summer six, summertime sixteen was epic i just really bought in i never really like paid much attention to him before but like it's just something about like he he's he's willing to like really not pull any punches man he just tells it like how he's lived it i love his flow his voice i can see how it strikes some people as a little bit annoying but like i just dig it and then prima donna last year was great the song he just put out bag back i thought was really cool uh, I, I'm excited to see him put together like a full project. Cause that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about his two I don't know, albums, EPs, whatever they were, um, was just kind of like how they all went together. Like he, you tell he took his time, he built it out the way he wanted it. It told a story from beginning to end. And that's just an underrated. I just think he's underrated, man. I don't think he gets the love that he deserves. And I think he's a superstar in the making. Cause if you, he's done things where I I don't remember if it was for GQ or what, but I saw it on Twitter where they literally just ask him questions. They're like, this is what Vince Staples thinks about this because he's a really opinionated guy and he's really funny on social media. If you follow him on on Twitter or anything, he'll just rip everything to shreds. Um, And like, he's a big sports fan and he just has like these sarcastic, funny, sort of like just, just sort of like edgy, this edgy personality. And like, he's come out and said before, he's like, when I retire, I'll retire. Like, I don't really care. So it's almost like I'm, I'm I hope he puts out a big project this year so that I can appreciate it. And so we can like make the most of Vince Staples while how we got him. So I don't know what you, what do you, what do you think about Vince?
1: i really like vince staples uh i'm not like i he's not my favorite artist not for any reason necessarily he just doesn't resonate with me as close as other ones but i really like him i think he's a super slick rapper his turn of phrases are great he's super smart yeah. uh i think he's i don't know if he's ever going to be a superstar as far as the media and pop goes yeah but i think with it within his crowd within that niche he has like the the fans of lyrical rap like Boldy James or Earl Sweatshirt or I think people like that, uh, I think he's going to be huge and he's going to be, he's already released albums that have been great. Um, I mean, I still listen on a daily basis, I think to Blue Suede from his EP a couple summers ago. Uh, I just think, I think he's great. I I think he's really great. I think he's a great voice for rap. I think he really brings a level head because unfortunately a lot of your favorite rappers are really have really weird opinions. Like you see a lot of the, I, I don't want to say like, but your favorite rapper is probably not as cool as you think they are. Like a lot of the times, like Twitter accounts, you see them and a lot of times Twitter accounts of artists make me like them less than I would if I never saw their Twitter account. Yeah. Like like some of the things they say, I'm just like, I'm really mad that I support your music. Yeah. But when it comes to Vince Staples, Vince Staples is the other way around. I follow him on Twitter, I see him on social media, media and I'm like, all I want to do is listen to this guy's music because
0: he's so great. Yeah, I agree I agree with you. You know they say don't meet your heroes. Just don't, yeah, meet don't. Them. You don't want to. You want to keep them like like god status. You want them to to be like idols for a reason. But uh I agree with you on Vince, man. I just kind of I I love his his he's just going to shoot you straight, man. He's going to tell like it is. I've always enjoyed that. Um I am a little Okay, so you know there's those Sprite commercials where they use uh Lil Yachty. And he sings cold mm-hmm. like Minnesota. Um, I wish instead of that, they would have used Vince Staples and said, and used his, uh, line from, from summertime 16. I like, think bitch, you thirsty, please grab a Sprite. I wish they would have started with that instead, instead of Yachty. probably didn't do that line justice right there, but still, um, the point stands. So what else, man, what are you excited for in, in 2017? What are you, uh, what are you thinking?
1: Um, speaking of rappers that heroes that you don't probably want to meet, Kodak Black is one of my favorite rappers. Uh, he is starting to look more and more like he's a terrible human being, but (laughs) But aside from that, we'll leave that alone for right now because we don't know anything for sure yet. I'm really excited to see what he comes out with this year because his project Lil Big Pac in 2016 was incredible. I think he, if he stays out of trouble, he could be the future of southern rap. He's like a perfect mix of Lil Boosie and Gucci Mane. Uh, I just I just think his style and his his songs are so great. And I think this year he has that song with the, the Metro Boomin beat tunnel vision that he put on yes. his snap story, that little dance he did, that little jig he did <laughs> ha, he has athletes doing that already. And the song hasn't even come out yet. I mean, come on. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so, influence. Yeah. So I, I think when he comes out with that, with that song and whatever mixtape he's coming out with soon, I, hopefully I don't, I don't really know, but I think that's going to be huge. I'm very excited for that. I think he's about to shoot into the mainstream if, uh, if this tape drops like I think it will.
0: What about haircut? Didn't he cut uh, his hair recently? Now he just has like that little nub on the back of his head.
1: Yeah, I don't What's like that? it. What's that? I'm not a fan <laughs> of it. I, I like the Bart Simpson haircut a lot better. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. He – he. you can say a lot about him, but he does do a lot to be himself. Like instead of when people started saying they were smoking broccoli and he was smoking broccoli, <laughs> he changed it to saying he was smoking cantaloupe. And <laughs> yeah. And he said that when he got the fade, people were calling it a little boosie fade. And he said, "No, this is a Kodak fade." So nah. I, I, I don't know. The, the kid definitely tries to be himself, so I can give him that.
0: What's the bar, what's the obsession with Bart Simpson in rap? He's got the Bart Simpson haircut. Then Gucci has the Bart Simpson chain. Although I did I did hear Boosie say or uh, not Boosie uh, Gucci say something about the chain, where he was. there like, "What? Why did you get that?" And he just said, because I could." He was like, "Because I wanted it." Like, he just doesn't care. I wonder if there's, like, some type of thing there or if it's just just happened to... Genuine love of the Simpsons. Just love it. I mean, it's been around long enough. I guess they all probably love it. But, um, yeah, so we want to talk about, like, some sports here as well. We're a little time-strapped here. We want to be, like, pretty sensitive to time. Don't want to bring you old news or anything. But um, I was saying right before the podcast that I think... Of the four American sports, hockey, baseball, basketball and football, that on a game to game basis, like on a game to game basis, the product in the NBA is better than any other of the four major sports. What do you at first blush? What do you think of that statement?
1: I think that's a bold statement but I agree. I do I do yeah. agree. I think that we were talking about it that the drama in the NBA is part of what makes it so great. I mean, you just you just look in the last week. I know this when this comes out it's going to be a few weeks later, but in the past week as we talk right now, we've had Russ and KD, the two two of like the three four best players in the NBA uh have their hatred for each other boil to the surface as the playoff race heats up. We've had and Knicks legend Charles Oakley kicked out and arrested yeah. of a, of a Knicks game for yelling at the general manager of the team. Like it's just it's it's or the owner of the team. It's just so out of not out of control, but there's just so much drama in the NBA that I think it fuels the product on the court and I think that's part of what makes
0: it so great. I think the personalities too, it kind of is the same thing. Like I just, I think the personalities in the NBA are just incredible. Like there aren't that many guys like in the NFL, I feel like the league has, has put the clamps down on them so much. And there's such a concern about the shield, you know, protecting the shield and putting out this certain image that a lot of guys are muzzled because they're going to get fined or they're going to get reprimanded. If they try to be themselves And a lot of them go about expressing it in the only ways that the NFL allows them to like wearing the pregame cleats, um, you know, like Antonio Brown dances because he doesn't care. He'll pay the fine. But it takes like somebody really bold to do that. The NBA, like they don't really hold back at all. Like the the personalities are just incredible, like across the league. Like, yeah, there are some brand focused guys like there are some dudes who aren't going to be controversial because, you know, they've got big endorsements to live up to and they don't want to get dropped. But I think on them for the most part, like guys are kind of, they, they kind of just they're themselves more than, than the other leagues. And I think fans love it, you know, because they can identify with these guys and they've, they've watched them go through so much crap. Like say what you want about LeBron. He's probably the most, one of the most calculated and like, he's basically just a walking subtweet half the time, but he he still just like shoots it like it is like he just doesn't really care what you have to say. He'll, he'll I mean he's got you know Nike and all these other things to worry about but he's still gonna do what he's gonna do and he's like a, a he's a good dude. people seem to like him and he was so hateable before and he's like had this whole redemption story. but I just think that like a that off the court stuff and b, the way I always compare it across the leagues this is always my argument is that if you had to watch, the two worst teams in any of those four leagues play each other on a, in a regular season, like game number 41, like this game doesn't mean anything really. There's no real stakes. And you'd watch the two worst teams in any of those sports play each other. I would watch the NBA game every single time, every time. Yep. Yep. There's just so much talent, the talent up top to bottom, like, Who's the worst team in the NBA right now? Is it Brooklyn? I guess that's yeah. a, That's a terrible example, but let's go with the Lakers. Let's say it's the Lakers. Like, there's a, still, other
1: ahead. than other than the other than the Nets? Really, every single team in the NBA has some redeeming value when you watch them.
0: That's just it. Yeah, the Lakers have Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, like say what you want about those guys. None of them might be superstars, but those are all talented players. Those are guys that are all fun to watch that you've seen play in college that are like very good, like very like enjoyable to watch. And then like Phoenix, Phoenix is terrible and they've still got Eric Bledsoe. They've still got, um, Marquise Chris is fun to watch. And, uh, you know, they've got plenty of, do- I'm sure I'm forgetting guys down there too. Like Devin Booker. Yeah, that would be the one. Um, it's just incredible man A night in and night out that talent is just nuts
1: and, and let's not forget that right now all eight teams are all eight bottom teams in the west are fighting for the eight seed right now
0: yeah <laughs> you know, i mean there's drama there's drama everywhere it's insane like yeah you, but but then you look at other sports like look at the nfl i don't want to watch the browns play the rams i don't i won't do that to myself you know what i mean baseball depends on what you think of baseball i love baseball but like i don't want to watch i don't even know who the two worst teams were that's how out of touch i am with that but like give me the nba every day man i i I just love it
1: and the nba has so much there's the whole rebuilding part of nba other sports don't have as clear cut of rebuilding stages you know like teams will in the nfl one year will be three and 13 and in the next year they'll be nine and seven just out of the blue you see the you see the whole pro- I hate to use it as a buzzword but you see the whole process in the NBA and I think part of seeing the whole process like when we were watching the Sixers like two years ago you see that foundation and now you finally see that start to come to fruition and that's awesome because they're not a good team in the NBA yet the
0: storyline for watching them is still so great right them the Bucks. I mean, I know it's Milwaukee and Jabari Parker is now hurt, but like you still got Giannis, who's just a I mean, his nickname is a Greek freak for a reason. This dude, if he was on the worst team in the league, I would still watch him whenever I got the chance. And I live in Chicago, so they play the Bulls a bunch of times every season. And every time they have played so far, I've like made a point to catch at least some of that game because I just want to see him play. All right. And with that, the first episode of Run the Pod has come to an end. Uh, You can follow all of us on Twitter. Um, I'm at A.C. Smith 06. Jameson is at Jam Draper. You can also follow riding the pine at riding the pine underscore. And you can follow this pod at Run the Pod. Until next time for Jameson, I'm Austin and we will catch you later.